0: I believe that business is relationships, and we are living in a time with social media that allows us to be social with people across the globe. Is one of my favorite parts of business is that the world has become so much smaller because of this gift of social media and social sales. So I see it as a tremendous gift and a tool that helps us really widen our impact.
1: Welcome to the Making Sales Social podcast, featuring the top voices in sales, marketing, and business. Join Bryn Tillman and me, Bob Woods, as we each bring you the best tips and strategies our guests are teaching their clients, so you can leverage them for your own virtual and social selling. Enjoy the show. My guest for this episode of Making Sales Social is Dawn Upwan an expert copywriter and funnel strategist who helps entrepreneurs make more money by crafting compelling copy that helps her clients sell even their most expensive offers with ease. Wow. I like the sound of that already. And she also has done for you funnels that automate leads and sales, increasing income and impact. So if you feel like your messaging just isn't connecting with your ideal clients you know, the type of thing that you want to describe the type of pain that keeps your potential clients up at 3am in a sweat wondering what am I going to do? Oh my God. And you want to convey that feeling better than they can. That's where Dawn comes into your business and she's coming into the podcast right now. Welcome Dawn. Thanks for joining us.
0: Hey, Bob, thanks so much for having me.
1: Sure, absolutely. So our first traditional question always is, uh, what does making sales social mean to you?
0: I love it. You know, I... I believe that business is relationships, and we are living in a time with social media that allows us to be social with people across the globe. One of my favorite parts of business is that the world has become so much smaller because of this gift of social media and social sales. So I see it as a tremendous gift and a tool that helps us really widen our impact you know just a few decades ago businesses really were localized geographically Um, but now we have this incredible opportunity to touch lives like i said all over the world using different social platforms and i just think that it's incredible and i love it
1: yeah yeah absolutely i mean our our work here we work I mean, we say we work globally and, and we truly work globally Do, is, is your business taking you now to places, you know, places in, in quotes, cause you're probably working, working out of your, your place there in the, in the Seattle area, no matter what, but um, are you finding yourself going all, you know, to all kinds of places around the world from, from your zoom or whatever you use? Yes,
0: absolutely. And I've had clients literally all over the globe from India, Australia, the UK, South Africa. I mean, it's everywhere except you know as a copywriter i don't speak other languages so right. uh, yeah. all of my copies in english however i have had clients uh, on several continents and um you know it's it's just a really beautiful thing to get to impact lives in other places and just feel that connectedness that oneness and the ability to use technology like zoom um, to <laughs> make those connections is amazing. And yes, I do work from the comfort of home. Uh, <laughs> but I get to connect with people all over the world.
1: Good for you. Good for you. So um, speaking of social, how was copywriting different for social than it is for you know, some of the more traditional marketing channels that we think of and, you know, nowadays traditional anymore is like websites and landing pages. Once upon a time, nobody even heard of those, but nowadays, you know, websites, landing pages, even, you know, really old school OG stuff like brochures and 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 print material, essentially. Yes, the
0: OG would be direct response marketing. Oh
1: yeah, that's of- right, ooh, ooh, yeah, that's a good one. I like that. You
0: think of uh, <laughs> places like Agora and, you know, yeah. they- those uh, letters you get in the mail the tabloids the um direct response marketing which still yes is the og but all of our online marketing is still based on the principles of copywriting from the greats you know in in the early 1900s who were literally writing for magazines and newspapers and snail mail letters Um, we still use all the same principles in copywriting and you'll find that the best copywriters have learned from the greats, even in the online space. So um, even though where our copy ends up today is a little bit different, um, again, how much easier is it to publish things online you know, in an instant versus the process of needing to write the letter, go through printing press, paying mm-hmm. usually at least six figures to do a mailing versus, you know, spending a couple bucks on Facebook ads or LinkedIn ads or something like that. Like it's just it's phenomenal and mind blowing how much easier it is today to really do this advertising and to test, right? Because copywriting, Mm -hmm. we're always split testing um, different things. So I think the ease uh, is just so much higher now. But the principles of copywriting stay the same as part of social selling and being in um, on social media platforms. I think the real difference I see is just the being number one, writing in a sense that like follows that platform, right? Like TikTok is different mm-hmm. than LinkedIn no. because of who <laughs> your audiences are and like what you're going to present. Right. So, mm-hmm. so there's a variety just in the different platforms that we're using and Um, But the key is like you're still entering the conversation that's happening in people's heads, you're still having a conversation. Um, You'll hear the phrase or the word tossed around uh, edutainment. So education combined Mm -hmm. with entertainment Um, that's really important for video platforms. And Mm -hmm. so that's where I think in copy that's different than a direct response mailer. They're not like entertaining you so much. Right. But that's where I see the difference with social platforms is really just that edutainment factor, jumping into the conversation that's already happening inside their head and just being relatable, um, being conversational, not trying to sound all polished and professional, but like just connecting. That's a big word connection with your ideal
1: clients. Right. Yeah. And, and especially across all of those different platforms where some of the platform, I mean, you know, you're talking about just, just demographics and things like that. Um, tick with, you know, Gen Z and I don't know how you, uh, copyright to dancing moves, but I'm sure that somebody has, <laughs> has, has probably done that versus, you know, some of the slightly more traditional things like Facebook and, and LinkedIn. I mean, it's just gotta be mind blowing to try to. To, to to try to do the the same type of job but with different words and different copywriting styles, probably, I guess you'd say.
0: Yep. Like I said, each platform, the, the types of content are native to each platform and your audience in each place. So um you do want to be aware of that for sure.
1: Yeah, yeah, sure. So that that actually gets in perfectly to my next question, which is uh your specific philosophy behind copywriting. So I hear a phrase like helping clients sell the most expensive, sell their most expensive offers with ease. And and, and like I did at the beginning, I was like, oh, yeah, that's something I can definitely get into. But it sounds pretty daunting at the same time. How How do you do it? Oh, my God. How do you do it?
0: Great question. Well, I have my own secret process. (laughs) Um, um, For me, I I don't know if you know this about me, I used to be a pastor. And um, so spirituality, which is huge, also in the entrepreneur space, bringing in, um, whether you call it spirituality, woo, personal development, personal growth, um, Mm -hmm. that all of that for me is Uh, encompassed and embodied within our copy and our messaging. So they're not separate for me. Um, And Mm -hmm. for me, selling is serving. I'm really passionate about the fact that as business owners, we solve problems. And, um, you know, we help people, we serve other people with the problem that we solve. And so I feel it's our duty to share this solution so that we can help other people and help more people and have a bigger impact in the world to ultimately make the world a better place. Um, so that's my slant sort of on selling. So it becomes easy um, when we're not forcing it, when we're not trying to be, I, I hear the word salesy all the time. I think yeah, it,
1: we it use actually
0: it. has been added to the dictionary now, but when I first started out, sound like a dinosaur in the online space five years ago, um, <laughs> it wasn't a word, you know, people yeah. were using it, but it wasn't an official word. And mm-hmm. nobody wants that like used car salesman, icky, sleazy feeling when hey, they sell. I got you
1: a right? new model right in back here. That's just perfect for you. Come on back. Yeah, no, no, we know nobody wants. And yet people still do it. It's, it, it, it's infuriating. It's like, where where those where these people's minds at? but anyhow that gets me into a rant that i go on all the time when it comes to stuff like that because we are of a like mind when it comes to sales being service because that's what it's ultimately all about i think and obviously you agree with that
0: yeah and when you have that intention behind it then you won't be icky and salesy and sleazy you just want to help people um but at the same time there is a science, a formula an art to how we write copy to understanding the psychology of what helps people make buying decisions. Um, And that's, that's where you know, the fun really begins with copywriting and getting into the psychology behind those kinds of things, so that we can help our people make a decision to say yes to themselves to say yes to a solution that's going to solve their problem or their pain. Um, so that's really the the lens that I look at it, and I help clients um, with the copywriting specifically, so that it is easy to sell that they feel really confident sharing um the messaging, the copywriting, because they know that it's it's from their heart and it's from a place of wanting to, you know, make the world a better place.
1: that's nice. that's that's a very nice, cool way to to think about it that 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 really does get the ick factor out of. Out of the reason why that the word salesy is now in dictionaries. So, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. So um, on your website, you have a quote from... Uh, author Ray Edwards, uh, who uh, you may recognize from the book, How to Write Words That Sell, where he says, you, Dawn, are not only gifted at copywriting, at copywriting rather, not reading, but copywriting, but you've dedicated yourself to the skill of copywriting. Now, um just wondering how, how you dedicate yourself to the skill side of it. Is it just doing it all the time does there's education involved what 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 more is there
0: yeah there's certainly something to be said for just doing it you know posting content mm-hmm. emailing your list writing blogs whatever uh, just writing daily um but beyond that yes i've taken uh many 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 courses <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> probably more than i should have uh <laughs> i've also gotten certified in copywriting um through ray mm-hmm. edwards and. Um, but the one thing that I usually recommend, a lot of people ask, you know, how do I improve my copywriting skills if I can't um, afford to outsource right now or if I just want to get better? And honestly, mm-hmm. you can do it for free. The best way to do it is to hand write copy. It's tedious and it takes dedication. Um, you know, there there's a, a famous copywriting course that a lot of copywriters have taken that's called copy hour and it's it's literally dedicating an hour a day to handwriting copy for 90 days straight and wow. um that's a bit much probably for most business owners but yeah the concept behind it because our there's something that happens in our brains when we're physically handwriting not typing on our computer but handwriting good copy and All of the greats, like we were talking about the OG direct response marketers Mm -hmm. earlier, all of their stuff is published, it's public domain, you can look it up on websites like swiped.co and get their old advertisements and you can just hand write them and what it's actually doing to your brain is teaching your brain how to think like a copywriter and when I say that, there's there's a couple of things that you're looking for. And and obviously, if if you haven't taken any courses on copywriting as you're handwriting a sales letter, say, you're not necessarily going to say, oh, that's the headline, that's the lead, that's the you're not going to know the 16 different sections of a formal sales letter like I know. But um, your brain is going to start thinking like them because you're going to get used to writing with emotion. You're going to get used to the fact that what you're handwriting is conjuring up images in your mind, and so you're going to start Mm. speaking in imagery and analogy Mm. you're going to start um, seeing that copywriters uh, there's two words that I say all the time it's curiosity and specificity so using specific numbers specific timelines. Mm -hmm. um, Making people curious. And you, you'll start to see those types of things. And then you'll start to use it in your everyday life. I say copywriting is the best skill because you can use it in your marriage. You can use it with your kids to get them to do the things you want them to do. Yeah. Like It's a great skill to have because it's, it's just relationships. It's mm-hmm. just a, a way to communicate to help people. And so um, that's what you'll glean from handwriting and if you can do it for 10 minutes a day or you know anything again like I said there's free resources, you don't have to pay to do it, you don't have to get the 90 day course. Um, But that's a way that anybody can improve their skill of copywriting if that's what they want to do.
1: Looking to up your LinkedIn game? The Social Sales Link team has you covered with our LinkedIn Sales Accelerator, a guided social selling program that includes training, coaching, and so much more. Visit socialsaleslink.com/in for more details. Again, that's socialsaleslink.com/in. Wow, handwriting! That is. When's the last time, besides a besides a grocery list, that I've actually handwritten something? It's uh, and honestly, ever since we've discovered notes in our iPhones, I don't even handwrite um, grocery lists anymore. It's just it's a lost art.
0: It truly is. It truly is these days. You know, we don't even many people don't even write thank you notes anymore. Or
1: yeah, I, it's funny that I, you say the
0: grocery list. That. Mine is completely typed. I have it yeah. typed in the order of the grocery store. <laughs> so that I didn't ever have to write a grocery list again. Mm-hmm.
1: That's funny. So, um, <laughs> so it shifts gears a little bit here, but not really because copywriting does come into play a lot with funnels. So I mentioned in the intro that you construct, uh, funnels, uh, sales and marketing, I believe both. Right. So mm-hmm. for those who don't know, describe a funnel and why they're important.
0: Yeah, so a a funnel is the term that we use, because if you picture a, you know, kitchen funnel um, at the top is where we would say cold traffic. So people who don't know you, they're not aware of your business, and it really refers to the customer journey. So how people go Mm -hmm. from cold or not knowing who you are, to knowing who you are, to trusting you, to liking you, and then to buying from you. So it's that no like, trust process. yeah. Um. That we go through, we call it a funnel, and then ultimately, um, that narrow part at the bottom are your buyers that come through the funnel. So that's what mm-hmm. it refers to. As far as sales and marketing, lots of people will use them interchangeably. Yep. Um. And I think in some ways it's sort of like the a square is a rectangle, but a rectangle is not a square. Type of a thing. <laughs> like marketing funnels encompass sales funnels, but in your business, you're going to have lots of people who. Maybe only ever consume your free content. You know that's what mm-hmm. social sales is all about. Like people, you're you have a large audience, right? That yeah. you can reach, but you'll reach thousands more than those that will become actual buyers. Um, and so, I think using marketing encompasses it's that rectangle. It encompasses way more than just sales. Because sales, like I said, is that like tip of the funnel. Those who you know, are ready. And, you know, that process is different for different people. Some say, you know, it's a 30 day cycle a 90 day cycle. Um, You know, they say, statistically, people need to see you 35 times before they make a buying decision. Um, It's not always true, but it's just that funnel is just that idea of going from cold to warm to hot to buyer.
1: Yeah, it's a really great way to do it and that or, or to think of it and then and then the copywriting comes in because you have to take people through all of those stages. And the only way to really do that, especially with most most funnels nowadays, I I imagine you would agree with when I say that they're mostly online when people subscribe to um subscribe to a newsletter or or show interest by downloading a pdf on something and that's especially big in the business business world
0: for sure yep a lot of it is online now but like i said the copywriting is the way that you build know like and trust that's Mm -hmm. how they get to know you in order to buy from you so you need to be communicating i mean imagine if you just walked up to a woman at the bar and you said hey will you marry me (laughs) like nobody would do that right you Mm -hmm. would sit
1: down oh i don't know about nobody but oh yeah there might be
0: somebody (laughs) 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 i don't know how well it would go like how effective would that be if there is um, um, so if you imagine that with your customers (laughs) or your buyers you want to you know pull up a chair next to them you want to maybe buy their drink you want to ask them what they're doing, what they like. Like that's no like and trust. You get to know you have conversations, which mm-hmm. is what copywriting is, is having conversations with people, connecting. It's a like human connection.
1: That's such a cool way to think about it. I like that a lot. So um tell me real quick about any company that you've worked with that started out with like literally nothing when it came to a funnel, but but now they're, you know, they they went from zero to a hundred miles per hour or kilometers per hour, depending on where you're at in the world. Um give me an example of of how that worked and how that can work.
0: Yeah, I uh... I get super nerdy about funnels. <laughs> <'cause
1: they laughs> That's okay. Nerd <laughs> they out.
0: They excite me and they're super fun. Like I know in Ray's video, he talks about how I look at it as a video game. And mm-hmm. um, mm. since I'm speaking of Ray, I actually did one for him. And um, I, so there's different kinds of funnels. Um, there would be like lead gen funnels, uh, which is lead generation. So you have like a freebie, like you mentioned earlier, like a PDF where you get on your email list. So there's that. There's sales funnels. Um, and the two main types of sales funnels are like a tiny offer funnel so you start with a small offer we've probably many of us have seen them online right mm-hmm. they're like $37 and then you opt in for that and then there's a bump like a little $9 thing on it and then. Um, from there there's an upsell and then usually a third upsell so that's kind of a, a smaller offer funnel and then. Um, other funnels would be like high ticket funnels, like for coaching. So I've done all three kinds of funnels. Mm-hmm. Um, the one example for Ray, for example, we did a tiny offer funnel and um, he had one that wasn't just, it, it was set up funky. And um, and I say that because there's also like a strategy and a um, that customer journey that I referred to, like people sure. psychologically, we need to go in a certain order um, to make buying Mm -hmm. decisions. And so we changed the order of things and then, um, revamped, you know, what was the front offer? What was the bump, the upsells? And, um, we were getting like awesome, awesome conversion rates. And I won't like nerd out on all the figures, but literally like 70% conversion rate for sales is crazy. Like normally one to 3% is standard. If you're talking tiny offers, you can get into the 10 to 15% range, um, on a funnel like that. But um, yeah I get I get super excited about things like that, you know as far as um, so that's like the tiny offer funnels high ticket funnels. i've had um, clients who. have gotten sales for high ticket like without a sales call just from the funnel itself that they've never been able to do before using just a sales page um, and sales like faster as soon as they open cart which has never happened before so um super fun stuff like that I love uh getting those messages from clients when they're so excited to finally have a funnel converting also like a lot of times um people launch funnels there's this idea you know like we're one funnel away from millions and On the one hand, that's true. Yes, you could be one Mm -hmm. funnel away, but it's more than just that. It's not just magical. Copywriting really, really is important. And I've seen it time and time again with people who have come to me and said, okay, I have this funnel. It's been going nine months. I haven't made any sales. I've spent all this money on ads. Like, what's wrong? And we change the copy and we literally start getting sales pouring in within 24 hours. So trust me when I say if things aren't converting, look at the copy, or hire someone to help you with the copy because copy matters that much. I mean, there's even um, just to give another example of another funnel changing uh, one design feature, and we changed the one word, and she went from a forty-five thousand dollar launch, relaunched thirty days later for four hundred fifty
1: thousand. That's just amazing how one how one. Word and sometimes I've read that it's like even sometimes it's like one graphic or one emoji or something like that. I mean, something that small could make the the difference between you know x and you know x times ten.
0: X. Yeah. You want yeah, to know 10X. what the word was?
1: Yeah. What? No. What? Your audience,
0: you know. Learn. Yeah. Don't ever use learn in your copy.
1: Really. The,
0: the primal brain says that's hard. I need to run away. I need to protect you because learning is hard. I know that sounds crazy, especially in, you know, e-learning. Um, yeah, it's yeah, like kind a of a $40 <laughs> billion dollar business now, right? Like people are buying mm-hmm. courses like crazy, but that's literally the one word that was switched out on the sales page was not saying learn.
1: Would you change it to? I'm just curious. Discover. Ooh. And you can do different things.
0: You could say reveal, discover, uncover. So there are show, demonstrate. There are a couple words that you could use instead. Discover is probably the most common one uh, that we use in Poppy to switch out, because a lot of people, coaches and um, people who have courses, they're teachers. They're teaching a skill that people learn. So it it seems very obvious to our brains to say it that way. Like, hey, you're Mm -hmm. going to learn X, Y and Z in this masterclass. You're going to learn and then three bullet points. Yeah, please just take out learn. (laughs) Do not use the word "learn." So there's yeah. there's your gold nugget for those listening. Uh, look yeah. over your copy, your landing pages, your emails, and uh, yeah. never ever say the word "learn."
1: Yeah. Okay. So so promise me you won't look at our marketing copy. But anyhow, um... <laughs> I'd
0: be happy to help you with it. Yeah,
1: exactly. oh god, this is embarrassing. So. uh, so so as 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 any good host would say at this point let's move right on. So um <laughs> so I normally ask at the end about one thing you can do right now types of things. I think that we've already discovered what the one thing you can do right now about funnels is and that's get better copywriting to to actually improve funnels, especially if they're not performing well. So what's the one thing we all can do today when it comes to copywriting itself to convey the types of messages we need to in a way that magnetizes clients to us?
0: Love it. I love quick, actionable steps. And I've already shared one, which is hand copying,
1: but- Yeah, that was great. uh, That was fantastic.
0: Yeah, that's a great tip for those who are up for the challenge. Um, mm-hmm. Another thing that you can do today, I'm going to share my favorite definition of copywriting, which is the art of getting other people to do what you want them to do, but for their reasons. Okay, so let me give you an example with my daughter. When she was three and four years old, those who are parents might relate to little girls that don't want their hair brushed, don't want their teeth brushed do want to eat their broccoli, you know, whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, and when she was that age, what I started doing uh, in order to not have a hair brushing battle every day was, um, <laughs> would you like to have an Elsa braid or a Cinderella bun? And 99.9% of the time she'd be like, oh, mommy, can I have honor braids today? Can I have a Jasmine braid or whatever? Like we would use princesses because she wanted to look and feel like a princess. I mm-hmm. wanted her to brush her hair and not look like she was raised in a barn. Um, <laughs> so using that definition, she got mm-hmm. what she wanted for her reasons. I still got what I wanted. So as business owners, think about what do your clients, customers really, really want? And how can you present your copy in a way that speaks to them? They're um, I don't know who said this first, but they said, that all your clients and customers are tuned into YFM, W-I-I-F-M, what's in it right. for me. So yep. think about that. We're so often so consumed by the features, the benefits, like all the things that we offer in our offer, rather than really looking at why do they want it and what do they really want? How can we use this analogy of like looking and feeling like a princess what do our clients mm-hmm. really really want to look and feel yeah um, using our solution and then presenting it that way and another just really tangible thing you can do to start with improving your copy is reading it out loud read everything yes out loud before yep. you can publish that alone will help increase it like if you get bored or you mm-hmm. start tripping up over certain sentences and make them shorter short and sweet people are add you have like three seconds to get people's attention so short sentences short paragraphs one sentence per paragraph Mm -hmm. that keeps the energy flowing and it keeps people breathing and reading and engaged um so that's those are those are a couple little pointers of what you can do to uh improve your copy today
1: that's amazing that's really really great stuff and just on the reading it out loud part um i was actually in broadcast journalism and broadcast news once upon a time so you talk about having i mean like having to read everything out loud and that's something that i've done ever since and i usually every once in a while I still i still won't catch something but most of the times, if it doesn't sound right to the ear, how is it going to look when, when you're reading it? So if people want to learn more about you and your offerings, Don, where can they go?
0: They can find me on Instagram at don.copyqueen. That's where I play the most. Uh, so okay, there, send me a DM, say you listened to our interview. I'd love to. I'd love to hear from you and just say hi.
1: Yeah, that's great. So uh, on on the IG, as the kids say, Dawn Copyqueen Copy Queen is all one word. Uh, find her on there. Uh, you're you're going to be getting another subscriber here as soon as as soon as I'm done with uh, uh, speaking with you today. So um, Dawn Up, one expert copywriter and funnel strategist. Thank you so much for joining us today. Really, really appreciate your time. I know that I'm going to be listening to this and really getting into the transcript as as well, because there are just so many nuggets that were shared today. Thank you very much. Appreciate it.
0: Absolutely. Thank you so much for having me.
1: Sure. And thank you for streaming this episode of making sales social. So remember when you're out and about this week, be sure to make your sales social. Thanks for listening and join us again for more special guest instructors bringing you marketing, sales training, and social selling strategies that will set you apart. Don't forget to subscribe to get the latest episodes from the Making Sales Social Podcast. Leave a review down below. Tell us what you think, what you learned, and what you want to hear from us next. You can also listen to us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, and Google Play. Visit our website socialsaleslink.com for more information.